Like Thelma and Louise, our guests today take an epic leap off a cliff. Only in this story, they land in the Pacific Ocean off the shores of Catalina Island for the running of Udio, a swim-run event featuring a total of 7K of swimming broken into seven segments, interwoven with 31K of running over eight segments. If you're looking for something a bit more challenging than your neighborhood 5K run, join Jen Pfeiffer and Erica McClurg on the Athlinks podcast as we sit down to relive their March Udio Catalina race and describe what it takes to complete this grueling swim run event. So if you're ready for the show, crank it up and let's go. Welcome to the Athlinks podcast. I'm your host, Troy Bousseau, coming to you from the snow-swept hills of Broomfield, Colorado. It's November 24th, 2020, and this is episode 12. dance a little bit. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. Thank you for uh, thank you for coming on the show. Today on the podcast, we have Erica McClurg and Jen Pfeiffer, um, formerly of Arizona, um, now of Colorado, and Erica of, of Arizona. I've known you both, uh, Erica, longer, but less, less so, uh, just in my old stomping ground days around Tempe, Arizona. And Jen, you used to work with us at uh, Lifetime Fitness. So welcome to the podcast. We're going to do a little race recap today. Of we, None of us can figure out how to pronounce it correctly. So we'll just say Odio or Odilo. Um, one of you guys best, how can you best describe this insane ultra race? Well, it's, uh, it's a series of, it's a swim run. Okay. Uh, which is which is what it's it's called. It's swim run is one word we learned, um, and it's a series of uh, races that um, originated in Sweden. Okay, they're all over Europe, and we did the first one in the U.S., which was on Catalina Island on March first, um, and it consists of multi stages of swimming and running. So um, you're. I think our shortest swim was like 800 yards. Our longest one was like a mile and a half, maybe a little under a mile and a half. And then a series of runs that were anywhere from a half a mile to, I think the longest was six miles. Um, mm-hmm. And collectively, I think it was, Erica, 23 miles total? Yeah, I think it was 18 miles of running and then like a little over five miles of swimming. So yeah, about 23 total, yes. Wow. So you're constantly in and out of the water. You're swimming in your running shoes and running in your wetsuit. Okay. So it's like a, an ultra aquathlon. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well yeah. said. Yeah. Perfect. All right. So how, what, why, why would any, <laughs> well, let's, let's go back farther than that. So you guys, at the time you were, um, I know you're, you're another, we, we just interviewed Brian Hoover on, I think, uh, Saturday, who's living the life that you're living right now. He's a chrono track timer, but living out of his van. So nice. Jen, it's a good way uh, to live. Yeah. Revealed today that she's been living out of a van down by a river too, which is awesome. But, um, so how did you guys come together? You, did you, had you ever done like a relay style type of thing together? Or had you ever raced together in the past? Or just on no, the same we've done course, a bunch so of races together. I mean, we we met as triathletes in college mm-hmm. um, and have done various um, marathons, Ironmans together, but never actually raced together. Yeah, I think it was about this time last year when I had kind of like the the race kind of came on my radar, and I was like, "Oh, I know who will do this with me." Mm. Jen, of course, will do this with me because. <laughs> And she, you know, she's 
really gotten really into like longer distance running and trail running. And I, and, we, and she's always been a great swimmer, but I've always been a, like a swimmer and then somewhat of a runner as well. And so I thought like, and you know, we're, I don't know, same, same stature kind of, I thought it was like, you know, it should be a perfect swim run partner. So it's just like, this sounds amazing. I watched the video and I sent it to her and I was like, this sounds amazing. Let's do it. And she's like, okay. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. It's fun. We, I, Eric and I started doing triathlons when it was kind of the Wild West and nobody yeah. really knew what triathlon was. And so it seemed appropriate to let's let's take on yeah. something that we have absolutely right. no idea how this is going to look or yeah. feel. So let's just do it. I think there was wine involved. In the in the decision making process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that even popped up on your radar because it's a, it's a chrono track timed race. Actually, our, our timer from Norway, um, Perarni from EQ timing came out and timed that in Catalina. And then it just so happened. I don't remember how you and I got to talking about it, Jen, in the office, but then you were like, oh yeah, I'm doing that race. Yeah. And I was like, oh great. So we had you on just like a quick little Instagram video, um, probably in February, right before you did the race. Right. So it's, it's worth mentioning this race you guys did in March before the world fell apart. Yes. One of the, one of the last races really, cause it was the second week of March when everything got canceled mm-hmm. racing wise. Mm-hmm. So you got super yeah. lucky. Yes. Absolutely. Very lucky. The day before the race, we were watching the, uh, what was it, the Olympic, uh, tri- the Olympic marathon trials. Marathon trials. Marathon. Oh, and the right. president interrupted the race, which we weren't very happy about, to <laughs> say that we had our first coronavirus death. First mm-hmm. one. <laughs> so that's how long ago that was. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that feels like it was five years ago. At least. <laughs> yeah. So you guys... Um, so what is involved first off in, um, you guys, I mean, I know you've certainly stayed fit, a lot of trail running and things like that. Is it, I mean, 20, I've done splash and dashes before. That's actually when I met Erica was a lot of the splash and dashes in Tempe, but it was always like a, I don't know what, like a, like a 4k run, 800 yard kind yeah, of thing. It was like mile 5k, maybe, maybe yeah. half mile 5k, something along those lines. Yeah. Super short. And so I remember, I mean, there was one that had that got reversed because of something, and where you had to you had to run first, then swim, and I about near drown. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. So how the hell? Do, like, what do you do? I mean, are are you are you literally doing bricks in training, like swim, run, swim, run, swim, run, going back and forth? A little bit. I think Erica um, has neighbors that think she's crazy because she did a fair amount. She, Erica has a pool in her backyard, so she was able to swim and then run around the block mm. in her wetsuit and. <laughs> Um, in Colorado, it was a little more challenging in the winter. I wasn't going to, um, get out of the lifetime pool and go run around lifetime, um, in the snow. Yeah. Um, but we did do a camp, which I would highly recommend if, if anybody is interested in, um, in doing one of these races and really wants to get a feel for what it feels like. The camp was really eye-opening for us. Uh, we learned a lot of tricks. Um, and then they had us kind of go through, you know, we were, it was in California, so we were in and out of the water. Um, and they kind of sent us over an obstacle course. So we had a kind of an idea of then at that point to go back and, and, uh, kind of finalize our month of training prior to the race. Um, but a lot of people that we met, that live in places where they can open water swim, do a bunch of, of, of training. Yeah. So give, give me, give a, give the listeners, I guess, a sense for who you both are as athletes. Um, I know are there Ironmans involved here. Are there, 
I know certainly know that on the Olympic distance side of things, uh, lots of triathlons and things like that. But um, whoever wants to go first, go ahead, Erica. And we will verify uh, on your athlete's profile, so don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish athletes would have started earlier because I was racing so much prior uh-huh. to athletes that a lot of my racing is uh, I hear you. Not even there. <laughs> um, so I actually started got into triathlons because I took a triathlon training course in college and focused a lot of my early career, um, on the Olympic distance racing. Although I did do a couple of, I, I, my, actually my first full Ironman was actually, uh, Ironman Hawaii. You know, I did Kona in 1997 because okay. back then you could qualify at Olympic distance triathlon. So I qualified at the Mrs. T's Chicago triathlon. So I did a couple in the late nineties, 99, 97 and 99. And then Pretty much raced all Olympic distance for quite a while. Took a little brief stint away from triathlon. Took up marathon running. And then as I started to get close to 40, Jen had gotten really into the Ironman scene and was killing it. And so I was like, you know what? I think I want to do another Ironman. So then in 2010, I did another one. And then I did like 13 more. Wow. Um, And then I um, added three more Konas to that list and decided after my final Ironman Arizona in 2017 that I think I was at least for now done with triathlon sold my tri bike and that's kind of where like the I started to think about like why I want to get involved in like some different type of racing you know yeah. and I and you know I've done Leadville mountain bike race a couple times so I really enjoy being on the dirt and my bike and then and I have always loved swimming and running is my two favorite things and i thought if i could put those together yeah that would be perfect perfect did it did it kill you a little i sold my tri bike a few years ago when i moved up here did it i don't mind selling a bike because i'm always going to buy a new bike but selling a category of bike where you're like okay no more tries did that did that kill you a little bit like was that a weird thing or were you ready no actually i was ready it felt so good and because i sold it to this young girl who was just getting, you know, started into Ironman. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is it's perfect. perfect. It's great for me, great for her. So I don't know. I just, I felt like I was passing the torch, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's a great way of looking at it. Yeah. And, and what year did you do your first triathlon, Erica? 1990. Wow. So that's like Bud Light <laughs> series days back in the day. Yes. I guess I remember like I went to the very first one in Phoenix out of Australia uh, Park or whatever. And yeah, like it was, yeah. So fun. <laughs> Such good memories. <laughs> Great getting, memories. Getting chased by a dinosaur on a tri bike. Right. Totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. So Jen, your your Erica hinted at your your background a little bit, but walk us through a walk I, us down um, memory lane. I started doing triathlons in college, so ninety-six was my first um the firecracker mm-hmm. in Tucson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. and um so I did I, I raced triathlons for uh, 20 some odd years, um, couldn't get through an Olympic distance race without wanting to jump into traffic. So mm-hmm. I definitely, um, steered more toward the longer distance stuff. So Ironman was kind of my sweet spot. Okay. Uh, loved it. Loved the lifestyle. Um, I think I did five Konas, um, and loved it. And then moved to Colorado, oddly yeah. the Mecca and just kind of changed my focus just didn't kind of fell in love fell out of love with the training yeah. um did not feel badly when i sold my 
TT bike. Yeah. I was uh, I was happy to never get into aero bars again. Um, but moved here and really got into the trail scene and, yeah. you know, got into a couple of uh, stage trail runs um, and really loved the trails. They're so hard. Um, did some, I've done, um, I think right when I stopped doing triathlons, I started running marathons. Yeah. That kind of seems to be the, the natural progression and then into the trails, mm. um, the longer distance trail stuff. Um, and the, the fun thing about the swim run is, you know, the distance kind of starts to break you down after a while, but with the swim run, I just felt like we were, you know, that the distance sounded a little intimidating. Um, and, and I will brag on, uh, Erica had, um, gone through a hamstring surgery like a year prior to us doing this race. And then she actually had one immediately after the race as well. (laughs) So she has two bionic hamstrings, but we were, we were definitely going into this like a little bit concerned about the distance and how are, you know, what, how is this going to feel? Um, but the getting the, the switching it up actually really made it, made the 18 miles seem not as difficult, like a little jog and a a little actually six little jogs in between some swims. Yeah, I don't know what it is about Boulder. I think Boulder must have done an amazing job of marketing itself as like a triathlon mecca, but everybody I know like moved up here and quit doing triathlons. Yeah. It's too hard to (laughs) swim at altitude. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't swimming at altitude. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Frankly, there's just, there's way too many other good things to do, mountain biking and and trail running. And it's just, it's kind of like, I don't want to be in a gym and just, you know, and certainly don't want to ride on the roads. Right. Yeah, there is so much to do here. Yeah. One one thing Jen forgot to mention is that she was a world champion in her age group one year at uh, Kona. So, congrats! I just, yeah, that was a long time ago. I just wanted to put that in. Who was that person? Yeah, yeah she well. got, the, got the bowl. She got the bowl. I have a bowl. Right. Award ceremony. So we're not dealing with just two run of the mill slouches here. <laughs> No, but I will say when we embarked on this adventure and, you know, Erica having, um, having some hamstring issues and, yeah. and, uh, um, you know, I, I had my fair share of, of, uh, brokenness over the past couple of years. It was, you know, we were both so competitive for so long and, and, and raced together for so long. It was really nice to decide to do something for fun. Like yeah. we, our goal was to laugh as much as possible. Uh, we have some mutual friends that did the race as well. Okay. Um, and they were, they were hyper-focused on, on being competitive yeah. and we wanted to be hyper-focused on having fun, <laughs> um, which I think we absolutely hundred percent accomplished. Yes, Very we good. totally. Well, that's good. All right. Well, I can't, I can't wait to hear about the laughter. Um, so you guys did the, um, was the only time you really trained together was at the clinic? I went out to Arizona over the holidays last year, um, and we ran and well, so Erica had decided, mind you, I'm swimming indoors. I have not swam masters since I left California 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm swimming by myself, um, at lifetime. Um, and Erica, uh, made me, um, give her access to my Strava so she could keep an eye on my <laughs> swimming. I think she's a little nervous about whether or not I was going to get it in. Um, so I drove out, <laughs> So I drove out um, just after Christmas last year, and we did some swims and runs. And um, I got there, and she was like, I've got this great plan for us. They are doing 100 hundreds for New Year's. And so we're going to, and I've never swam that far in my life, so I'm panicking. And um, Erica had a plan that we were going to swim 
Uh, you're going to have to remind me of how many hundreds we swam before we, we got did out. We 50, 50 100s, and then we got out, and we ran, I think, four miles. Yeah. And then we got back in and did another... Ten. 100s. Yeah, in so. our in our wetsuits. So that's so. six yeah. Yeah, thousand yeah, that's right, meters? Yeah, in our wetsuits. 6K? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah, she had to help yeah. me lift my hamburger afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. It was a really good um, opportunity to do it together, to have yeah. fun doing it. We realized that, you know, our, you know we, we were pretty compatible with, with both swimming and running because um, you can tow during the swim, which okay. we did. Um, and so it was, it was nice to kind of figure out like, okay, well, we're, we're going to be pretty compatible. Um, and it was, it was nice to, yeah. it was nice to do that. And then the, the, the camp was the only other time that we were able to train together. And so until very recently, you're, you were a, a high school swim coach. Yes. I, I coached, uh, the Arcadia high school swim team for the last 25 years. Okay. And so coaching your, your, pool side, but not necessarily getting in your laps. Had you, had you stayed pretty strong on the swim side? Oh yeah. I've, I, I think I, I don't know when, I mean, after I had my hamstring surgeries, I was out of the water like a month each time, but honestly, and I couldn't even tell you the last time I didn't not swim at least okay. like once per week. So that's kind of your, your, <laughs> yeah, your go-to it's passion. Like I, totally my go-to for sure. Got it. Okay. Um, I think that was one of my rival high schools when I was growing up. I went to Coronado down the street. Oh yes, you were. Well, we probably practice at El Dorado pool. So okay. We, yeah. We share and Coronado was practice with us this year at, you know, like, you know, with us at the pool. So yeah. Coronado is a shell of its former self. Unfortunately, I went there. Uh, I remember looking out of my Spanish classroom window, watching Bill and Ted's be filmed. Oh, wow. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. So, oh my yeah. gosh, that's great. Everybody wonder what the hell are all these idiots doing in the back of a station wagon? Yeah. But yeah. Right. <laughs> it made sense like six months later. <laughs> when we all saw, I was I like, oh, it. okay. Yeah. That was a real movie. Huh. Um, okay. So, so, so Erica's the stronger swimmer? Yes, for okay. sure. Okay. And so literally tow, like not drafting, but towing, you're able to. Yeah, we, we were able to, at first we didn't think we were, we were going to, because we're, we're similar enough. Yeah. Um, in the yeah. swim, but when we went to the camp, that was one of the tips they gave us was to tow, and they kind of showed us how to how to size your line so that you were mm-hmm. swimming with the tow line, and it wasn't you weren't running into the person's feet that yeah. you were that was that was towing. But it really, I mean, it's it's very similar to drafting on a bike. Yeah. I was amazed at how little work I was doing when I was getting towed, uh-huh. um, and the we actually down when we were there, the surf was actually pretty significant. So there were a couple of times where I would lose sight of her because she'd be on the other side of a a swell and the rope would pull me over to her. So it was, um, it was actually really helpful to have the the tow line. Was it, is it elastic or is it, is it, is it stiff? It was a little bit plastic. Yeah. Okay. A a little bit, but not much. Cause would that jerk you backward? Like if you're um, no. on one side of a swell or something? No, no, but it definitely is. It wasn't because like I, I swam behind her once during the race and it's amazing at how like you just, you were literally could just like almost just sit there. Wow. <laughs> and it's not that yeah. hard. You, you, you actually have the tow line over your waist. Okay. So you're pulling from your waist. So it does, it's not like it's on your feet or it's not, it, you don't really feel the, the back right. and forth. It's, it's a little complicated when you're behind because you have to, you know, you're, you're dealing with, with ocean currents. And so your, you know, your hand is going to cross over the line and you've got to kind of constantly recorrect, 
correct yeah. yourself so that so that you're on their feet because if you've you've you know you've been swam behind somebody like in a triathlon and if there swells you're going to lose those feet and you're going to find them again so doing it, that with a rope yeah. attached was a little bit of a challenge but um it it was amazing how yeah the rest that it gave us i think the whole idea of drafting in the water requires a certain amount of skill on the person who's actually drafting because yes. i never saw a benefit i'm uh, just not a good enough swimmer like i i'm just you know I was just trying to keep my damn legs from sinking. So, well, the nice thing about swim run is that you can use paddles and a pull buoy. Mm. And the Swedish version of a pull buoy is massive. Ooh. So, Outboard motor. yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, <laughs> I want to say almost a foot long and, and it has the two sides to it like a yeah. normal buoy would. But the, the one that I used was plastic, which was nice because it was easy to, yeah. maneuver because you're you're it, again it's on a belt and you're okay. running with it behind you it's kind of in the small of your back so you have to buddy check yourselves when you're running down to the water like pull buoy check paddles because you're running with your paddles you're carrying all the stuff with you okay so you're running like at the shorter ones you're just keeping your paddles on wow um, other times you you take them off like at the wrist and let okay. them flop around. Yeah. So you know you're running down to the water, pull buoy, paddles, and then inevitably you've, you you know you got to get your goggles on. So it's like we a couple of times we when we did the camp we were you get down to the water and you realize you've got your paddles on but not your goggles and so you've got to take your paddles off oh, and put geez. your goggles on and so, <laughs> so are you are you swimming with your shoes then somewhere on you? Oh yeah, your shoes no, are on. You never take them off. You're you're swimming you're actually your with your shoes. Yeah. So there's lots of opportunity for your feet to, for your legs to float. Troy, you'd love it. No kidding. But are you, are your, is the, is your foot skin being ground, ground down from salt no. water and sand and stuff? No. Not at all. We, we wore socks too. Like I wore okay. compression socks. Okay. So you're swimming in shoes. Yeah. Yeah. No fins on the outside of the shoes, right. but just nope. shoes. Nope. Yeah. You're literally dragging your feet. Did you? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I guess you're, you're not really moving. You're not kicking. Right. And you've got right. the pull boy. Yeah. So for a, speaking as a terrible swimmer who didn't get into it until I started doing triathlons later in life, um, like a pull boy for me is not like a 10% factor. It is a total game changer. Right. I can swim maybe, a, you know, I mean, I can swim, I can swim a mile, but like swimming without a pull boy is like, I'm my my back feels like it's four times the size. My triceps are, you know, massive, but I, you know, I get a pull boy and it's like, Oh, this, this must be what yeah. good swimmers feel like right. all the time. <laughs> and the pull boys that we use were like almost, it almost feels like cheating. I mean, I would take that thing to the pool and people would be like, what the heck is that? <laughs> this guy was like, I'm going to buy that guy that I swim masters with is like, I'm going to buy one of those because you are legit faster. Wow. With that. <laughs> wow. So. Okay, yeah. so you got paddles on, you've got big pull boy, and um, what would what did you say the the shortest and the longest swim se um, segments were? Ballpark. Oh gosh, I have it. I have it on my paddle um, still, which is in my <laughs> the way. I think the I think the shortest swim was like eight hundred okay. meters, it's like a half mile. So it was like across a bay. These and this is all open water. Yeah. Um, and then the longest one, I think, was like 1,500. Okay. And oddly, the okay. shortest one was the one that had the biggest surf. Mm -hmm. um, so just getting out was was a challenge. Yeah. 
Well, um, so Catalina is what, like 12 miles offshore or 20 miles? It's, I think it's, I think it's like 22, 26. I think it's almost. Oh, that's right. Like, yeah. It's like yeah, a marathon, marathon off the. Right. <clears throat> that's right. Um, okay. And then, so are you, is, are the beaches there or where you're entering the water? Are you, is it rocky? Is it sandy? Is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Got it. There was one where we got out and, and we were immediately in like almost like in trees, like we were, oh. we were having to like grab branches and climb up this, you know, this sandy embankment for, I want to say, I don't know, maybe almost quarter of a mile. Okay. Um, so, and then there were a couple that were rocks, a couple of that were just like typical sandy beaches. It was, it was definitely a little bit of everything. Huh. Yeah. And it was a lot of seaweed, things like that, or? Uh, there's a fair, I mean, Catalina is, is known for the, their kelp forest. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, there was definitely some seaweed, but it wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Okay. Well, I guess you got your shoes on, which is nice. Yeah. I remember as a kid, right. <laughs> that was just the thing that creeped me out. <clears throat> so, okay. So you're, um, so between half mile and one mile segments and then on the run side, and you said there were five segments, like five swim plus run. Eric, Eric oh, has got the data. So we had, um, we had stickers that we put on our paddle. Oh, so good. we knew how long the next section was. Okay. So she's got it all. There are, there were eight runs and then seven swims. Okay. Yeah. So the longest swim was 1600 meters and then the longest run was 10 kilometers. Okay. That's pretty good. So taking selfies here. Yeah. What's up? Thank you. So what's the, um, I guess, I mean, you're both good enough athletes and certainly good enough swimmers where this might not have been a big factor, but are you like in seeing other athletes and things, how much time are you basically like finishing the run, jumping right into the water? Are you trying to bring your heart rate down first? We would go straight in. Like I said, you buddy check running down to the, the water, um, to make sure you've got your gear on and, and you're going straight in. The water was pretty cold, so yeah. you don't want to linger a lot. You don't want to think about it. Um, but the Catalina is very hilly. Um, the first run was gnarly. It was, we probably ran half a mile and then hit this hill that was probably, I think at parts it was over 20%. Oof. So, I mean, you're, you're scrambling. So, um, and then the long run was basically up a hill and then down the hill. So you're, you're not running all out. It's okay. not a, I, I'm sure the, I'm sure the leaders were, sure. they were hours ahead of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, but team Enval, team Enval was running very fast. Yes. Um, <laughs> but for us, we, you know, we kind of, we kind of kept it at a certain level. So we weren't, we weren't getting to the water, grabbing our knees, gasping mm. for breath by okay. any means. And were yeah. you, um, uh, I just, I, you, you brought something up and I just lost my train of thought on it. So, um, mm, I don't, it's gone. Us, it'll come back. Yeah, 350 year old <laughs> sitting around talking about know, right? racing. We're going to forget <laughs> right, everything here. Jeez, back, back in my day. <laughs> I don't know where the yeah. hell it went. Um, yeah. how did you, how do you get out to Catalina? Do you take a boat out there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so we um we had a we had a few girlfriends that were doing um the race as well, so we all rented a condo, um because we could back then, yeah. um and we got on the you fly to California, get on the ferry, and it's okay. a two hour boat ride with dolphins and Bloody Marys, and oh, that was amazing. Yeah, and then oh, they nice. um the the race is actually um you know the main part of Catalina is Avalon, 
Um, but the race is actually over at Two Harbors, which is, uh, there's like an old um, Boy Scout camp over there. And um, and so the race was was over on that part of the island. So okay. in the morning, they ferried us all over. And then after the race, there's showers, food, awards, and they wait until everybody's done and ferry everybody back. Oh, cool. So it was really fun. You're kind of forced to hang out. and Yeah. Okay, so let's and start. It, let's start. Yeah, with- Huge group of people either, so it was nice. You got to really know people and how many people did the race that day? Ballpark. I could look a couple hundred. Okay. A couple hundred, yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start with race morning. So you wake up, you're you're staying on the mainland, or did you stay on Catalina Island? No, we were on Catalina. Okay, you're on Catalina. Um, so early morning start, like a normal race? Well, I mean they 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 ferry us over. So we had to be at the ferry, I want to say by like six thirty or something. It was it was Seven? Just daybreak, so and we got to drive. Uh, we and when you everyone drives golf carts in in Cali yeah. Islands, so we had to drive our golf cart to downtown yes. to get on the ferry. So that was kind of that's always kind of fun. But you have cool. your little golf cart to get around in. Yes, <laughs> yes. big <laughs> breakfast. How how long are you from the time you leave your condo to the time of the start of the race? I would say it was probably close to two hours. Okay, so big breakfast then probably. No, no I think we snacked. Oatmeal, coffee, I think. Okay. Yeah. Snacked a, a little food. on the ferry, but. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you uh, provided food and stuff on the course, or do you have to bring everything with you? Both. You don't have, Do you have to swim with gels and things like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. they make actually, um, uh, we both wore Roka wetsuits. Roka okay. makes, and there's a few other companies as well. They make a swim run wetsuit. So they're shorts, okay. uh, long sleeved. Ours were long sleeved. Um, and they, it zips down the front and they have pockets. So um, we did have mesh pockets where we could carry gel. And then on the course they had, um, they had some European um, liquid stuff okay um it was really it, yeah it wasn't it, i don't we, think you're getting an endorsement off of this i don't remember what it was called yeah no it was it was it was fine um but we i think we both had little water flasks did we carry? yes we did yeah, although I, I think i lost mine like one of my because uh well no i don't know no, okay no so you have to bring these collapsible cups. that's right mm. it's because they don't they don't they don't like they try to go minimal waste so yeah. You had these collapsible cups, and so you would get to an aid station, and you'd bring your little cup out that you had in your pocket, and they would put water in it or their little drink mix thing, or and they had like aid stations with like cookies and bananas and sandwiches, and it was it was definitely like way more grassroots versus you know the sophisticated Ironman aid stations that they have nowadays. You know, it was just you know it wasn't like your normal yeah you know goose and you know that kind of stuff. So. I mean, just, and, and think about it, these are like eight stations in the middle of like these Catalina Island, which is not easy to get to yeah. either. So, but okay. it was kind of hard to carry a lot of stuff just because yeah. it would be wet. Yeah. So gels. Yeah. We had a couple of gels. I don't, I don't think we really ate very much at all. During we didn't eat a ton. No. Okay. Okay. So, um, so gun goes off. Do you start running or swimming? Running. Running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the first run is is short, but that's the one that's like twenty two percent. Okay. Yeah. So okay. um so it separated the field really quickly. And there's a bunch of teams that because it's a European um race series, there was a bunch of teams from Europe that were a little bit more um advanced. 
than us. So to speak. So we were we were we were not advanced. Less Period. advanced in age. Uh, and, and in skill. <laughs> yes. So um, we uh, it, it was it was amazing to watch the immediate separation of the team. Mm. So by the time you get to the water, there's it's not like you're jumping in with a bunch of teams. It had uh, it had narrowed out quite a bit. So. Okay. Um, it was everybody on a team or could yeah. you? The long okay. course, uh, you are required. They have two race days. So Saturday is shorter, is a shorter race you can do as a team or as an individual. Okay. And then Sunday is the long course. Okay. And that is a team, um, a team event. So everybody does everything together. You have to stay within a certain distance of each other the whole yeah. time. 10 Air- feet. 10. Oh, Ten okay. Feet. Wow. So Erica, you mentioned like kind of, a. um, less pageantry maybe i guess on the aid stations and things like that was that kind of true across the board was it a pretty minimal style um like from fanfare and all of the other stuff yeah i mean i would definitely i don't want to give the impression that it wasn't well organized because it was um i thought that they did a really good job they had a really nice um athlete um, briefing the night before, but it's also has a European flair. So, yeah. you know, Americans were starting to ask some pretty silly questions at mm. the, um, at the athlete briefing and you got a couple of European answers from the race director. And okay. I don't remember specifically what it was. Do you remember Erica? Don't. But they also did serve uh, alcohol at the athlete briefing and people were drinking it. So that yes. was kind of refreshing as well. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, there, there was some question that I was, it was, somebody was asking details of exactly what was going to be at each aid station. And the, and the, I think the race director said, you'll, you'll see tomorrow. You'll see when you get there. Like, yeah. Shut so, up. Yeah. yeah. Basically. It I was, was going to say Americans, that's like how many bands will be at the third aid station right. playing yeah. simultaneously. Right. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like smaller races. I like less pageantry. So that was, that was why I asked was just, it sounds like a very well-organized, I mean, like great website, the footage, the videos, everything has been amazing and stuff. I've watched a bunch of it, but it was just like, yeah, it just feels like it's just kind of very purely racing. Yeah. And you don't get that feeling of, um, you know, you just cured cancer when you crossed the finish Mm. line. It was a, Hey, great job. Yeah. You know, go take a shower and have a beer. (laughs) so how did you guys feel nerve wise like i mean you've towed some of the most prestigious competitive start lines in the world at kona and other places did were you particularly more or less nervous on this day you said your goal was to have a bunch of fun and laughs did that help ease the the newness of the style of racing or was it just kind of old hat to you guys how did you feel erica i i was i mean I mean, I don't know if I was, I mean, I was a little bit nervous just because of maybe the switching back and forth between everything, but I don't know. I was just, I was like, I was more excited than nervous because it was just the excitement of doing something that was totally new and being, you know, the first one in the United States. And to me, it just was more exciting. And I I didn't really feel overly nervous, but I think too, because we didn't put a lot of pressure on ourselves, you know, that we were going, we were going there for like, you know, the win and, you know, be on the podium kind of thing. So I know I don't. I don't remember being overly nervous. Mm. Yeah, I remember being really excited. I just remember yeah. being excited about the unknown and like, what are we getting ourselves into? Yeah. Um, and I kind of felt that 
with with all the competitors. You know, we're on the ferry together. Everybody's kind of getting ready together once we once we got to the uh, venue and. You know, you, you didn't, it wasn't like that super high, strong, nervous feeling like when you're getting in the water at Kona where you can just mm. cut through it. It was, you know, it was definitely, there was, you know, kids there and families and, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely yeah. more low key. One of the cool things, um, I won't, that was the wrong choice of words. One of the things that I'm most excited about as the COVID fog lifts and things come back together is that, um, like, I mean, and you were, you were there in those executive meetings on the event side of things is like the world got very serious. The world of racing got very serious, you know, Ironman sells for a billion dollars and all of these other things happen. And people, it just felt like, like you couldn't take a chance anymore and do something different, you know? And so like with 08 and the financial crisis, a lot of things like the splash and dashes got too expensive to put on right? because the municipalities wanted more fees and things like that. And so everything just got stale kind of. And so the, the irony here is that you do this ultra aquathlon basically pre COVID, but I think coming out of COVID, we're going to see a lot more of this style of just like, Hey, a cyclocross triathlon or, you know, stage race marathons or, or sort of like a enduro racing marathons where, yeah, you run the 26 miles, but you're only timing these other segments like, you know, yeah. hill segments and things like that so that you can have a little bit more enjoyment, but then smash your head against a wall, you know, for five of the 26 miles or, or whatever. So did you guys like the format? I mean, we'll get more into the, the race day as we go here, but, um, overall kind of jumping to the end, coming back, was it a, was it a, was it a cool race? I mean, was it a fun yeah, format? For sure. Definitely. Like it was, it was awesome. And some of the ocean swims the longer ones were amazing even though like a couple times we were, weren't really sure where we were going and we felt like we were the only ones in the entire ocean but <laughs> it just it it just i don't know just to be out there and just you know going up and over catalina island and it was just it was so awesome yeah yeah to tag on to to a little bit of what you um what you were talking about earlier i you know i have been in those executive meetings where you talk about what kind of races people are going to be doing five years from now and um and as a race company where do you want to invest your money i think you know i think for for our generation of athlete who you know we've done we've we've done the the we've chased the PRs, we've, we've chased all of that. And, you know, for me, and I think a lot of people that I train with, um, we're more looking for an ad adventure now. Yeah. It's like, I want the experience over the medal or the, uh, you know, the, the accolades. So I think that, um, you know, chasing the, you know, people you see, and, and I think it happens with younger racers now where Eric and I would do, we did wildflower eight, nine, 10 mm -hmm. years in a row, just cause you're mm -hmm. always chasing the PR yeah. where now I don't want to do the same race right. twice because there's so many other things to do. Yeah. Um, and I think this plays into that really well. It's, um, you get, you, you can, you can be a hard charger. You can work hard. You can, um, you know, you can beat yourself up pretty good at that distance. Yeah. Um, but it's still an adventure and you definitely have that feel The the race definitely felt like an adventure to us. Yeah. Did you guys do like the full camping experience at Wildflower the years that you did it? Sort of. <laughs> we would our we would RV camp. Okay. So. Still camping. The first year I did it, I did it in a tent. Yeah, okay. I did too. First year I went, but yeah, we did an RV a couple times, which is still fun. Yeah. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's it strikes me now that now that you're living in uh, well not living out of a van but you're doing all this van travel and so many people are like you know again combining that where it's like okay you have to do you know five marathons over fifteen days you have to drive to each marathon yeah. but you, the clock starts running the second you leave your first city like you have to drive there run the marathon drive run drive you know whatever. I mean, all these, you know, race across America's all these different formats, the but Nolan's 14ers. Yeah. And I mean, all the FKTs that are, you know, being. Yeah. Millennials done. would eat this up. And I think, yeah. I think like the, you know, again, Gen Xers are starting to catch up with, um, I was just on the, we were recording a, another episode with a, was a millennial gal. We were talking about some different things, but the idea that the millennials who I think generally speaking, get sort of slapped down for their everything has to be, it has to have meaning, meaning type of thing. I think it's starting to catch on. I mean, I think the rest of other generations are starting to go like, oh shit, well, like, why didn't we ever, <laughs> why didn't we ever demand this out of life? Right. You know, maybe it's time to start looking at this stuff. So, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I dig it. Um, okay, so going back to, so your first, your first leg, um, are you, like it, um, you said you didn't eat much. That's crazy for the amount of running and swimming you guys did. Um, but when, uh, so you come out of the water the first time, are you still like at any point, are you thinking this was a bad idea? Never. No, 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 no. You guys rock. Well, but uh, you know, again, we're not, we're not trying to win. So we, we met a lot of people out there, had a lot of great conversations. We swam with some Stanford swimmers a couple of times and, you know, it's, it's actually really, you're really busy. Like, you know, Erica showed you the paddle, you know, she's got the, um, the distances. Um, so we, you get out of the water and you look at, you look at the sticker and okay, this is a, you know, this is a six, you know, six tenths of a mile run and there's going to be an aid station. And so you plan like, okay, Okay. are we going to stop at the aid station? Do we need something? Are we going to keep going? And, you know, and then, you're, then you're back in the water and you're, you're buddy checking if you've got your yeah. pull buoy and goggles on. And so it's, it, it, it went, there's so many transitions that it, the day went by really, really quickly. How did you carry the pull buoy? Like in, like under your arm, like a football or? No, you actually have it on a belt. Okay. So, and it, it sits in the small of your back while oh. you're running and then you flip it around and install huh. it and off you go. Cool. You Here, I can show you of uh, what it looks like when we're in our full getup. Cool. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll put it's, this on It's the... really funny. So you can imagine when she shows you this um, this picture of what you look like, you can imagine what it's like training in in that. So you're running <laughs> down the beach in Huntington Beach, California with your pull buoy on your back and you're running with your paddles yeah. and your cap is on and yeah. you're wearing running shoes and it's... Yeah, and there's just people going, uh, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. So oh my goodness people... gracious. This is what, this is what, right before the start, there's a couple other gals that we did it with. And then I'll show you a picture of what our pool boys look like attached to us. Yeah, it's like a whole little getup. It's great. That is. And do they provide all those for you? Do they just tell you where to buy them and stuff? They, when we did our camp, we okay. got to, we got to try a few different buoys. <laughs> yeah, that has a buoy awesome. on my back. Yeah. Side. That's the, cool. that's the buoy you, you want right there. That's yeah. your key to success in the pool right there. All right. We will provide, <laughs> we will provide links and pictures in the show notes. Yes. Right. Yes. We, we were surprised. And again, to tout the camps, it was, it was really nice to sample some different equipment and, and try yeah. a regular pool buoy versus yeah. the, the 
thing that we ended up with that's this massive hard plastic thing that just made it a lot easier to to maneuver while yeah. you're running as opposed to something that's a little more pliable. Okay. So do you, it sounds like you never really felt like the gear got in the way. No, I was really surprised. I thought that our paddles would get really annoying. I think the longest run was was at 10k, but it was it was super hilly, so it probably took us an hour. Okay. Um, and I I thought the the paddles would get really annoying and and, and then like, we weren't sure if it was going to get warm and we were going to want to take our caps off. That was a concern of mine. Cause I get, I get warm and mm. I didn't, I, I was, I was worried of what that would feel like to be running for an hour yeah. in, a, in a swim cap. But I, it never even occurred to me that once you, you know, once the gun goes, yeah. you're not worried about your cap, you're worried about calories and what's next and yeah. all of that. So yeah, I got to think March in, in Catalina too, would be pretty chilly still. Though the air temperature was pretty warm, um, okay. but the the um, ocean was not. Yeah, so it's kind of balancing you out. Yeah, it was very much. It was really windy the day we did it too. It was pretty windy. And actually, by the time we were done, we were we were pretty cold. By we the were end. Mm. okay. But you and you can zip down. That's the nice thing about having a front zip, so you could you could kind of zip to get a little air in. But okay, so hydration and things like that. So you're um, you said. Eight runs, seven swims, right, Erica? Yes. Okay. Um, and each one roughly from a half mile to a mile to from what would you say, like three or four K to ten K? It's runs? like one K to ten K. One K to ten K. So some of these are just truly like you get out of the water, sprint ahead, and then jump back in. Yep. You literally are going from like one bay yeah. to to another one and swimming again. Yeah. So are you um is it tough to figure out? Like, are you being strategic about what you eat and drink so that you're not, you're not having any GI issues when you're going vertical to horizontal and back and forth? I think the only thing that would have given us GI issues was the laughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you looked ridiculous. So that right. had to have been part of the yes. laughter at least. Yes. For sure. <laughs> I, I honestly, like, I, I, I don't recall much at all. Like, I know we did eat stuff. I just, I don't really remember exactly what it was. Yeah. I mean, there were, I think there were some sandwiches at aid stations. I think I had a couple of those. I know there was one cookie once that was really good. I don't, I don't so know. No, I don't we really... were not strategic about our calorie <laughs> intake. Yeah. Yeah. We we that no answer answers the question. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, no, like, but I could see that being, you know, if you're, if you're really going out there to try and be competitive, right. that would be a concern because there, especially I know that um, they just released the dates for the Catalina race for 2021 and it's at the end of the summer. So the swells should be less mm. than they, the, they typically have more swells in the yeah. spring. It's actually um, in November next year. Oh, November. November you're right. Yeah. So, um, Sorry, my iPad's but the, the swells, yeah. if, if you're, if you're not careful and you're yeah. racing hard, the swells could have created some GI issues. Okay. So, um, so you said a couple hundred people, all teams at this point. Are you, um, you said the field got pretty spread out pretty quickly, but are you able, are you like running next to people and yeah. chit-chatting? It seems oh, like yeah. you guys weren't pushing yourselves too hard, but you're both good athletes. So were you in your laughter <laughs> pacing out lesser athletes who were pushing themselves or was everybody in your kind of vicinity pretty, pretty party time? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Yeah. So we uh, we ran with a couple of guys for a couple of legs, and they were having a good time. They were Colorado guys, and we were all talking about happy to be out of the snow. Yeah. Um, and then there were a couple of girls that we uh, that that were just out of college 
um, that were pushing it pretty hard. Um, but there were, you know, it was, it was all new to them. I, I don't even think they had done triathlons. They were just, they were pool swimmers. So they were really out of their element and, um, and, and a little bit overwhelmed and, but, but having fun. So yeah, yeah it was probably a bit of both. They were Stanford swimmers yeah. actually. I think one time we even were like, Pulling ahead of them in the swim, we were really proud of ourselves. No that was the, that was wow. the short swim with the, with the swells. They kept stopping in the swells. They just oh. they just weren't used to that open water. What yeah. it feels like to have swells, so they were a little. Yeah, it's a very weird. Again, coming from a not a swim background, I have a. Um, um, every year we would go to Coronado and vacation, and I remember so many times sitting on the beach, going, "Okay, I'm going to go swim to that buoy. You know, maybe quarter mile out or whatever." Or I'm going to swim along the beach and swim, you know, half mile or whatever. And once you get in it and you realize, you know, because you're on the beach 10 yeah. feet above the water and everything looks great. And then when you're in it and you lose sight and you just can't see over that next swell, I'm a wuss, man. I just, I was like, yep, I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it. I love it. Yeah. I grew up in it though. Yeah. I mean, my wetsuit lives in my van, so. Mm. Yeah, it'd be different, I think, swimming with somebody who had more confidence than I do in the in the, in the, in the swim section. Yeah. yeah. And, and being towed so that you don't, that element of I'm going to get lost out there is, yeah. is taken away because you're attached to somebody else. So I think that if, you know, if you're intimidated by an open water swim, this is a great opportunity to be towed and, 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 and try it where you, some, some of that yeah. fear and dangers may be taken away a little bit. Yeah. Are you guys glad that you ran, you raced it at the pace that you did it? Did like at the end, were you kind of wishing that you'd gotten, you'd turned yourselves a little bit more inside out or were you, was it the perfect pace? Yeah, it was, I think for, for us where we were at, we were, you know, both kind of nursing injuries and, and creating new ones Yeah, uh, <laughs> during funny. that day. So <laughs> I, I think that for where we were, um, it was the, it was the perfect day. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, so what was your, uh, I looked these up before, um, full disclosure, the internet in, in the, my studio basement studio went out like five minutes before you guys were going to come on. So some of my research was cut short. What was, what were your finish times? No idea. How long a day was this? Was it four hours? No, it was, no, it was like longer than six, seven hours. Yeah. Okay. And that was a the best part about the race is we had no idea how long it was going to take us. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We were like, no idea. We like looked up, I think some times from like, you know, other races, but the courses are all different. You know, we didn't know the, so it was, it was kind of interesting going into something where you're like, I'm not sure if this is going to be like a four hour day or an eight hour day or. Yeah. And it was the first time they had run this race. So th there was no prior year to compare times yeah. to. It was just. Gun goes and off you are. Ignorance so. is bliss. Yeah. yeah. That's what they say. Huh. So six hour day and you said the winners were like four hours or so, a couple yeah. hours before you guys. Yeah. 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 It sounds, I mean, it sounds like a great, the six, seven hour. I mean, everybody I think can imagine whether it's mountain biking or anything like you can imagine a five hour day, six starts yeah. to push it, but you can imagine, okay, a six hour day. It's not 24. Yeah. It's not 20. You know, you can certainly imagine it's kind of like a slow half iron time. Yeah. I guess not yeah. too slow. Yeah. I mean, it's right, you know, mid pack kind of half iron time. And that's, that's kind of who that's we were right. that day. So yeah. I, I think, I think the, the second, so the, 
we had a run and then the last swim. And then when you get out of the last swim, you basically just run up the beach to the finish line. So that last run um, was a little bit longer and it was, it was pretty flat. So, okay. you know, a lot of stuff you're run walking or run hiking. And this one was a run running. <laughs> um, and I think at that point, we, that was the first time where we were like, okay, let's get this done. Yeah. Um, but then, the, and then it, I think the last swim was, was one of the longest swims, if not the longest swim. Um, and that just like, it's funny because you start to get tired of running and then mm. you're swimming and then yeah. you start to get tired of swimming and you're running again. So by the time we got out of the last swim, I was, I, I could have kept going. Yeah. So it's, it's, it is nice breaking it up that way. The, um, I've often said like in the lifetime context, especially, I don't know that I ever would have done triathlon had it not been for the splash and dashes that I did uh. because coming from, you know, wrestling and football and not running, cycling and swimming, it just all seemed too much to me, frankly. And I'm not a person that normally says that I'll jump in and do anything, Yeah. but just kind of like, ah, oh, you know, you have to get good at those three things. And then I tried swimming and the first time I went to a pool, I was like, okay, I'm going to do 500 meters. So I'll start slow today. I'm going to do 500 meters. I did 50 I literally swam to one end of the pool and back. And I mean, it was like all I could do to pull myself out of the pool. I was exhausted. Um, but the thing that got me confidence was doing the splash and dashes and, a, a you know, Dave Benjus, I know Erica probably mm -hmm. does. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Dave Benjus dragged me. He's like, Oh, you got to go do that. I would, I think I was just starting athletics and he was like, Oh, he'd like forced me to do one. And, um, <laughs> And it was the greatest thing ever. I mean, I loved the I loved the scrum aspect of the open water swim and yeah. getting punched in the face. And <laughs> I loved that aspect of it. That was cool. But I also loved the fact that it was like, I think, $15 or something to do these things. And they were every week for five or six weeks in the spring and summer and fall. So, you know, you got that ability to kind of learn how to do it on the fly. Yeah. So, yeah. And there's, I, I mean, there's, there's, there's some beauty in that. I mean, I always used to say when I was doing triathlons, like I'm not a, I'm not a particularly good swimmer or cyclist or runner, but I suffer well. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that this lends itself to that. You know, it's, you're, you're not, do, it's not a mass start swim. So you're not kind of in the scrum of things, but, um, but you're, I mean, you're definitely mixing it up with other people and, yeah. you know, it's, it's definitely that long haul of a day. So you have to have that, that type of men mentality for that. Yeah. Well, that's the nice thing. It sounds like about this format is that, I mean, obviously it, it would favor fast people, but being able to be like triathlon good at, you know, like pretty good at all three is usually better than being great at, at something right. and then just, you know, suffering through the other two or whatever. So, um, Sounds like a great format. I always did feel for you guys, though, that, I mean, being, I was always nervous on the bike. I was always afraid that I was going to have a mechanical um, that I wasn't <laughs> going to be able to fix during an Ironman. But being afraid of the water, yeah. I, I'm really lucky that <clears throat> I, I've never had that experience because I grew up swimming. That, to me, is, yeah. is a game changer. Like, to to partake in an event where you're yeah. a little bit afraid is is different. I was never, right. I was never afraid of the water. My thing with the water that, um, you can, you can ride slow. Mm -hmm. You can run slow. You can walk. 
if you're if you're just hurting and dying or whatever, um, you can you can stop. Yeah. If you're not a good swimmer, it's harder to swim slow. Mm-hmm. It's damn near impossible. Right. So like in the races, I remember a, a local guy you guys both know, Lewis Elliott. For whatever dumb reason, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like get in his wake. Cause I think it was like one of the shorter splash and dash. It was like a 500 meter swim. And I'm like, I'm just going to try to keep up with them. I don't know why. I don't know what what in the hell I was thinking. And I, I hung with him probably like 50 yards or something. I just basically did an all out 50 while he was just gliding through the water. And then I just completely vapor locked. Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even breaststroke. You know, and so I was literally just laying on my back, just like barely kicking my feet, trying to get the blood out of my triceps and back muscles, you know. So that's the challenge of being a crappy swimmer is like you you can't go slow. Right. It's either it's like binary. You're either swimming or you're sinking. Right. Yeah. And and it's not like you can just stop and take a break. I mean, you can, especially in salt water because you're it harder. floating, but you yeah. can't just stand up. And, but right. Yeah. There's a, definitely a risk involved yeah. by stopping yeah. and if you're tired. <laughs> Wetsuits help. Yes. Pull, yep. pull boys certainly help. Yes, that is for sure. <laughs> so you guys are getting to the, to the, um, uh, so you started, you said pretty early in the morning. So you're starting to get to around high noon, I'm guessing one o'clock, two o'clock in the afternoon is when you're finishing um, and no, you're not like the salt water's not killing you. The no chafing or anything like that on the wetsuit and shoes. No, and- I think we were concerned about that going in, but again, the the camp we were we yeah. were able to do some in and out of the water, um, and, and test out our wetsuits. I mean, we hadn't worn our wetsuits before, so yeah. um, so that was a good test. But you know, you those are all the things that you worry about before right. the gun goes off. Yeah, and then the gun goes off and you don't really think about it until afterwards. You're like, Oh, I don't know why I worried about that. So I Ah. I didn't have any chafing and I wore regular trail running shoes. Um, they do make like swim run shoes that have like holes. And I know a couple of people like drilled holes, but I wore regular shoes and wool socks. So like the Mm. socks I would wear on a long trail run. Yeah. And wool's probably smart. Yeah. And I, I had no issues. Okay. Erica, you, you, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I don't remember having any chafing. I, I ordered a pair of, um, I think it was like Innovate makes like a really lightweight shoe and it's supposed to like, the big thing was just so that it drains water, yeah. you know, pretty easily. So when you get out there, they're not super heavy. I mean, they're still always wet, but yeah, so I wore those shoes and then I had on just some Betty Designs compression socks that mm. I had ordered and just cotton even, but probably a little bit of you know, elastic in there, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember having any. I don't even know that did our necks even get chafed. I don't remember. I, I don't remember being chafed. I mean, we definitely yeah. lubed up before, yeah. but six hours later, sure. Um, I think my concern was overheating um, in a long sleeved yeah, wetsuit. No kidding. But I, I was really surprised that just being able to zip down the front really um, opened it up a bit, and then having it sh- as short as opposed to long long yeah. legs would be. Yeah. The challenge. Is it a thin, yeah. is it a thinner, uh, wetsuit material being swim run? Yeah. Okay. The whole thing the, is thinner. The arms, the arms, especially. Yeah. Thinner. Got it. And then there's a mesh, um, where your legs meet. So, yeah. so then that kind of stops from any potential for chafing. So okay. yeah, they're well, huh. they're very well That's designed. Cool. It was, yeah, it was, it was hmm. nice there. That was nice to have that new suit. 
I wish I wish we had the podcast in March when we could talk to you guys right after you got yeah. out of the out of, off the race. I wonder if yeah. you guys would have talked about it any differently. It sounds like I mean nothing but glowing reviews, but yeah, it, yeah, some of the details are are definitely lost, but um, yeah. it was yeah, it was it was super fun, and I can't I mean I can't wait to do another one. Yeah. There's there's a U.S. based series where they have a few more races. Um, I think they just had one in Austin a couple weeks ago. Okay, um, but I think their series is starting to kick back up, um, and I'll definitely you know the nice thing is you know, looking to sign up for like a 50 K trail run versus a swim run. Like I would yeah. opt for the swim run. Cause I just feel like it's, it's not as hard on your body. Mm, so, yeah. um, yeah, I'll definitely, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to doing the one in November again. Um, but I'll probably try and jump into a yeah. couple other ones. As Will well. you do Catalina again? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 I definitely. Yep. Yeah. 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 Huh, you guys yeah. just said you didn't want to repeat that. You wanted new adventures all the time. Oh <sighs> yeah. Liars. There's not that many swim runs to choose from. Exactly, yeah. We yeah. want to get more, you know, races here. We have to, you know. Yeah. Unless we want to travel. Well, we can't even travel, you know, to the ones in other places right now anyway. So yeah. I guess we're just have Catalina. Yeah. I've gotten, like, in, in, my, in my old age now, it's like I just... Um, you know, I've been looking at like Xterra. I was looking at all these, like, Odlo. I, I was going to do that race. Yeah, I, I, I was actually going to go do that. And then it just, like, you know our world was falling apart at the same time business wise, you know, right. uh, we've talked about it on many of the podcast shows, but the through March through that first week, the industry was up 3% race participation first up year we'd had since 2012. Yeah. And then we are down to 94 and a half percent since then Wow. in race participation. Wow. So yeah, it's tough. So, um, it was a race in Catalina was not on my calendar for no, that point. But November right. maybe. What's that? A yeah. I mean, now. a year from now? Hell yeah. You know, yeah. it'll be interesting to see once we, uh, once, as you said earlier, the, the fog clears, the COVID fog, um, hopefully we get past this and can get back to um, racing again. It'll be really interesting to see what that looks like, see mm -hmm. what people are looking to race. You know, I, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, people are looking more for these adventure type different experiences. Yeah. Well, I think that's, that's, whoa, we have a cat attack in the computer. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the, um, I think that, I mean, I mean, it's funny, like so much of everything else in life, like how do you, how do you implement this change, that change, whatever. Right. And the reality is, is like most change is difficult, but when you tear the entire system down to its core or down yeah. to nothing, basically, then you can rebuild it however you want to. And the cool thing with 08 in that time was that's when that's when Spartan was really born, yeah. when Color Run was born. It was where these different things that, you know, some of them took and, and lasted, some of them didn't, but new ideas started to take hold, you know. And so I think the idea of being open to new um, experiences, the athletes are there. Right. It's up to the race directors, whether they're it's the existing race directors, you know, disruption is a, this, you know, trendy word in every other aspect of life. You know, this company gets disrupted by this, or this industry gets disrupted by this, you know, Tesla company, but it's not really like, I think the disruptors in our space is, you know, it's, it's always like, well, how do you put on the exact same race in a slightly different way? Well, now we can start thinking about, well, how do you put on a completely different race? Right. You know, and, and attract the same people and attract or new people, right. Or new people. Or new yeah. People. It's, it's interesting. You and I were talking before we came on that I, um, 
I was lucky enough to do a race last weekend in, in Moab. It was a run race and it was, it, it, you know, it, it was so, it's tough because you just, you know, leading in, you don't know if, if their permits are going to get pulled and, no. um, and all the, all the changes with the drive through, um, you know, packet pickup and, you know, and all of the, you know, finish line wearing a mask. And so having to have your mask at the start and the finish and, you know, all the new changes. Yeah. Um, but everybody that I was running with, we, everybody was so happy to be out there and have a number on yeah. and, and, and be a part of that community again. Um, that I, I'm really looking forward to seeing how you guys as, as event organizers, um, do you know make the accommodations and and when we do get back to to racing what that looks like yeah. i'm really excited to see how how the sports are disrupted and and how we come back together and um what that looks like as as an athlete you and me both sister have you been racing <laughs> erica in, in in phoenix what's the what's the race scene look like in phoenix right well, now well they had the half iron man arizona iron man arizona and then like 10 days out from iron man arizona they canceled it yeah yeah. So when everyone was into their into their tapers and mm. whatnot, and so yeah. <laughs> that's tough. It's tough emotionally yeah. to yeah to to gear up for yeah. something and then have you know yeah. not be able and, to to see it through. But well, something something like Ironman, where I was talking to Lindsay and Chris Sachs a couple of weeks ago ah. on the podcast about that, and um, you know, we were talking about the fact that like Ironman, especially, a lot of people take this leap of faith of like I'm going to go train for this Ironman and almost hope my family is still there at the end of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's a tough thing for a married couple with kids, you know, to go out and do this thing. And so I cannot imagine being, you know, just emotionally having that pulled out from under me. Right. You know, yeah. so that, that's gotta be really, really But tough. I think that's a lot of what we're learning in, in, in this year and this time it's, you know, it's how do you, you know, how do you pivot? How do you pivot to, you know, to make the most of it? I mean, that's why I got my van. Like yeah. I can't race. I can't travel all my, you know, my great Ireland trip is, <laughs> is, uh, is now the sawtooths. Mm. So it's, you know, it's all about making the pivot and making the most of it. Yeah. I get selfishly part of creating this podcast was exactly that life was, you know, um, Frankly, I don't care who's listening, but just to yeah. once races come back, like being able to, you know, my wife and I or my wife and I and the kids, you know, go just hit the road, go travel to some races, talk to some athletes along the way and, you know, do some good old fashioned storytelling. Cause I don't know. I mean, you know, again, the upsides are hard to find in COVID, but I think the, um, it definitely makes you realize like how static life had become for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I find... I find that I found um, I've had a really cool 2020 um, in in learning those things that you know I I um, I've learned how simple pleasure is like how simple how you can find joy in the in the most simple things mm. um, I mean I've I've lived out of a van all summer so like. I have a very small closet in yeah. my van. I have a very large closet in my house and I go home and realize how little I really need and, mm -hmm. and what's, you know, and, and, you know, what's really important. Yeah. I, I've definitely feel like I've really learned, um, what I value mm. and that's, that has changed tremendously since March. 
Huh. Any any uh any effect on your life, Erica? Um, I mean, definitely. I mean, as a you know, as a head teacher, you know, it's been yeah. the world's been completely thrown upside down from, yeah. you know, last spring where we basically just shut down and we we didn't really know how to use Zoom yet. We didn't really know how to use Microsoft Teams or Google Meets. And so we kind of limped our way through the year. And then this fall we came back. And so I've, you know, I've had to really shift the way I have taught my entire 20 something years. And so I have, I think I've learned, I've gained a lot of new tools in my teaching toolbox. And so it's kind of forced me to really focus, you know, more on my career and, you know, how to engage kids when you're sitting in front of a screen with them. And, you know, that's been tough. I'm a real big people person. And even when I'm in the classroom with the kids and we're all wearing masks, like that still is a little bit hard too. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I think that, you know, I've, you know, learned a lot just about myself professionally and just how I, you know, you just have to, you have to adapt, you know, like you said, we have to pivot and figure out how we're going to make it work. And yeah. now I can, I could zoom, you know, anything and, you know, I've, you know, used Google meets and all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, I've had this like my third meeting today on, the computer or the third get together, we'll say. Yeah. So I coached a couple of years, um, swimming with Erica. She needed a, um, an assistant. So I was happy to fill the bill when I lived in Arizona. Um, and it's, it's remarkable to me, um, the impact Erica has. She, she gets these kids a lot more than I think most adults. Mm. Um, and she's, she always has such an amazing relationship with her kids. Um, Erica, Talk about the um, dry land stuff you were doing with the kids at swim this year, because I think it's amazing what you did. Um, so we, you know, so before we get in the pool, we always have like a session where we would do dry land. And so this year, my assistant coach came up with these like stations for the kids to do because we had to do it like, you know, socially distanced and we had to do all this like kind of weird stuff. Well, one day we just kind of were like, you know, we're kind of tired of doing these dry land stations. And so we're like, Hey kids, we're going to go on a walk. So we took the kids because we're, we're like, the, where the, you know, the pool is, there's that big El Dorado park. Mm-hmm. Yep. So like took the kids on like a, a walk one day. It's like a massive next, miles long green belt basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, and I had never really, I mean, I had, you know, been around there a little bit, but never really walked that far into it. So then, you know, we did the walk one day. And so the next day the kids come to practice and they're like, can we do our walk? Mm. And we're like, okay. And we're like wearing, we're wearing masks on our walk and everything, but the kids, and just like, it was just nice to like talk to the kids and cause you know, when they're in the pool, a lot of times you don't yeah. get to talk to them as much, but here we are walking along beside them. And you know, some days you might walk with some of the sophomores and then you might walk, walk with some of the juniors. By the end of the season, it was like by far their wow. favorite thing. It was one of the biggest highlights of my last season as a coach, you know, just really just, I don't know, just that was something again that, you know, we had, to make our groups smaller this year for practice. And so it was nice to just get to know the kids a little bit better because yeah. we're just there with a few kids versus like in the past, some years I've had like 80 kids at a time at the pool and you can't get to know every single kid that well, if you have 80, but with having groups of like 15 or 20 made all the big difference. So, yeah. you know, with all the negatives of COVID, there's been a lot of positives too. And I think relationships are a lot for a lot of people are the positives because they have really had to focus on relationships and, you know, really value like who are their true friends and who's there for them in these, you know, crazy times. So yeah, it's important. 
yeah, so I think that's been a good, another learning point for me as well. Have you found um, in all of this uh, technology and things like that, have you found better ways to do your job that you would carry forward if everything, you know, sort of got back to normal tomorrow? Yeah, for sure. Like I, you know, and and thanks, you know, to Google for (laughs) Google Classroom is just the most amazing tool. And I had used it a little bit in the past, but now I am like an expert at Google Classroom and, Mm. you know, and so I will, I will always host all of my stuff on Google Classroom from here going forward. Just, it's just such a great way to organize your stuff and the kids love it. And they, you know, it's just, it's a good, you know, and we've, and I think, you know, this year we haven't really, I mean, we're not really allowed to use paper. I mean, I've used a little bit of paper. Shh, don't tell. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, to think about all of the money that our district is saving yeah. on paper must be insane. Mm. So, so yeah, so I think for sure, you know, and, and it's also nice too, because I think like, if you want to like help a kid and let's say we're at school and then you're like, you, you don't have time to help them after school, but you could always, you know, have a zoom link and they could meet you later for office hours. So yeah. I think there's a, it gives you more flexibility, I think too, with things. Yeah. That's cool. And yeah, cool. was your coach, I, I got to assume your coachings remain the same throughout all of this other than the, the nature walks, which sound pretty cool. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 No. Yeah, definitely. Are you, do you teach at Arcadia also, or do you? Yeah. yeah. yeah no, I'm a chemistry teacher. Okay. You had, I'm sure you had uh, some of my, my friend's kids in those classes, the, I won't mention their names. I don't want to want it on the podcast, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably did, yes. <laughs> and I, don't, I don't know how rotten the kids there. No, they're good, great kids, but they're my friends are husband and wife. We all went to high school together and they're, they are my kids, godparents. So oh, yeah, very cool. good awesome. folks. I'll, I'll what tell you their names. You after. Graduate from high school? What year did I? Yeah. 89. Okay. I'm 88. So okay. Gen- yeah. 89. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're so cool. That's why we're turning I know, 50 exactly. this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we are, um, um, we're at a point in the show where we normally do a 10-question dash. Are you, you guys up for answering some questions? Absolutely. We've done husband and wives. We've done um, a race director and a race finisher, but we haven't done teammates yet. Okay. So this will, be, this will be good. Okay, so I promise the questions don't get too invasive and they're, they're pretty simple, but you um, only honest answers. All right. Okay. Okay. So let me get my, my theme music cranked up here. Okay. Here we go. All right. Question number one. Uh, next race, two wheels or two feet? And I will add in two pull, bo- pull boys if you want to add that in. Feet next- for sure. Feet? Wheels. Wheels. Okay. Wheels. Good, good. Um, so, f- Jen, trail, road, mountain? Uh, trail. Trail. Okay. Erica, wheels, road wheels? Mount- Mountain bike wheels. Okay, very good. Uh, winter, spring, summer, or fall. What's your favorites? Yes. Yes, all of the above. Erica, summer. Summer. Erica wins. I think you're the only person who said summer so far, and I'm I'm all. And about she summer. lives in Arizona. Totally. That's weird. Hot weather. Jen knows I love hot. Oh man. All right. Next time I'm in Arizona in summer, we're going trail running there together. You go. Okay. Hey, uh, I know. I looked for you at Sanitas this morning. Well, I can't run yet. I'm, yeah, you I'm another week or so. Well, I'm probably two weeks. Yeah. I'm probably a month away from Sanitas. You don't want to fall on that. No, I don't want to no. fall on that. Okay. Uh, worst running or riding experience? 
uh, Erica was there, and I don't know why. I, I'm sure that I could probably come up with something. Um, better, it wasn't because of Erica. But was it? it was not because of Erica. Okay. But we were um, we had gone for a run, and we were going for a ride because we were doing it like a backwards brick because we were triathletes, and that's what you do. And mm-hmm. it was Arizona. It was super hot, and I got hit by a car. Um, I got hit by a kid who was on the phone with his dad. He was lost trying to find his oh, eye doctor no. appointment. Oh, geez. So I ended up like on the hood of his car onto brand new asphalt. Ooh. And I get up and everybody's like, are you okay? There's like probably five or six of us. And I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And thankfully her husband got the kid's number because I had to go back and claim insurance, <laughs> you know, from from him uh, later. But all I wanted to do was get on the road and keep riding. Oh, well, wow. I got home and realized that my entire back, my jersey shredded, I have asphalt like all over oh. my back. I'm like, I can't believe you guys let me ride like this. Like it was... It was crazy. Wow. Remember that? Okay. That was, gosh. Oh, did we lose her? Oh, we might have lost her. Oh, no. Her, oh, okay. I think her battery was low. That was probably, I don't know, anywhere between 98 and 2001. Mm. It's a long time ago. I think we lost her. We lost her. Come oh. back. Oh, here she's there back. She is. There Yay. she is. Erica, Sorry. do you remember that crash? Yes, I do. In fact, I literally rode down that road like not too long ago, and I was th- I would think about you every time because it's like a little bit, you know, like more downhill right there, and I get a little like freaked out, and I'm I always think about that day. Be careful, sure. the eye doctor. Oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. Um, my worst one is probably when I was in school at the U of A, and it was like my first bike crash ever. Mm. And I was going down. I'd ridden up the front side of Gates Pass, and I was getting ready to go down the back side, and there was like a really thin like a card like must have scratched their oil pan or something and there was like a real thin layer of grease and so my wheels just went from under me of course i didn't have gloves on and my hands were and there was these tourists that were at the top of gates pass and when we went and kind of back up to the top because we're gonna have to get a ride um back to tucson and they were taking pictures of us like we were like (laughs) us like oh oh, look at that they crashed the right Gone down, and I was like, Are you kidding me? Wow. And this is like, this is like pre and stuff. What totally. the hell are they hey, gonna do with totally. the pictures? Like, this is like a real film wow. camera, yeah. Mm. And then I went to the student, you know, whatever, where you go to get your the little medical place. And the lady was gonna like scrub my hands, and she's like, You're not gonna cry, are you? And I was oh, like, wow. What kind of nurse are you? <laughs> wow, okay, all right, so that's a good one. All right, uh, favorite race. Ooh. There's so many, Troy. That's you like have to pick one. That's like Tucson asking. half marathon. Oh. Tucson half marathon. Um, I would have to say Kona. Kona and Tucson half marathon. Two wildly different races. Why? I know. I don't know why I love that race so much, but it just I love Tucson. As you look at the beautiful mountains, it's downhill. You can I don't know. It's just I've always always have a love for that race. Well, we're I'm trying to convince my son to go there, so I'll I'll have him call oh, you nice. if he needs some uh, okay, some perfect. motivation there. All right. Uh, um, home stretch song or band on your playlist? What gets you across the finish line? What's that go-to song? We used to have, so when I did my first Iron Man in 2000, Erica came out, um, it was in Oceanside. Okay. And we used to have the same um, pre-race song, the Dave Matthews song, and we would blare it in the car. What okay. was the name of that? Uh, the ants, was it Ants Marching? Which one was it? No. I don't remember Ants Marching. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember, I remember Dave Matthews is the only thing I can't remember the exact song. Yeah, I can't remember two, the song two either. Two Step, maybe Two yeah, Step. Yeah, that was remember. it. Okay. Yeah. Is that your song too? 
You can... Um, gosh. Maybe, I don't know, like a couple songs from Top Gun where when I was growing up, when I was, when I was in, uh, when I was running track. fashion Kenny Loggins. Always the Top Gun soundtrack. All right. Highway so, to the yes. Danger Zone. All right. Most embarrassing. Exactly. Well, this is, this might be the same answer. Most embarrassing band or artist on your playlist. Yeah. Same answer for sure. Same answer. What'd you, what'd you say? Same answer. Oh. That I still have a song from the 90s on The my... most embarrassing. Yeah. Most embarrassing, most embarrassing song on your Oh gosh, I don't even. I don't Song even know. Artist. Now, Erica doesn't get embarrassed. She's a high school teacher. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, gosh, I don't know. Justin Timberlake. Okay. Yeah, no? same. No. Dave okay. Matthews is still there. Hey, yeah, I will. I, I'm gonna argue that. Yeah, that that wins for both. <laughs> um, okay, favorite training partner, human or animal? I know your answer, Jen. Uh, well, Lucy. Yeah. Although she's, yeah, she's, she's slowing down, slowing down a little bit, but she still cheers me on. Yeah. Erica, you got a cute puppy back there. Is that, uh, Oh my gosh. Isn't she so cute? Yeah. She's, she can't train yet though. Um, probably I would say, I would say my husband. Okay. Good. Is that Chris? Yes. Chris. Boom and boom. Also another fast human being going through my theme music here. Uh, living or dead. Who would you most like to share a long run or ride with? Ooh. Bono. Bono. Okay. Yes. Ride. He rides. He rides, says he? Yeah. Yeah. Remember he had a bike crash in Central Park and like hurt himself really badly. I I he did not call me after that. I don't remember <laughs> that. Or or Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Ooh, that the, those are two wildly different wildly ends of the different. spectrum, by the way. Although I think yeah. both of you them would both of them would scream at you for something. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a part of me that would that's trying to channel like I just watched Lincoln the other night again, okay. which was really good. So like some like historian would be a really interesting one. Um, I um I've been. Um, really into rituals podcast these days. So okay. he goes with me a lot on my long runs, okay. and sometimes I would like that to be more of an interactive conversation. Okay. So Maybe you could ritual. wrestle him to the ground and make him eat some meat or put some shoes no, on his feet. I, I would. I would not do that. <clears throat> no. All right. No. So rich roll and Bono or Gordon Ramsay. Weird. Yeah. Very good. Okay. <laughs> um, pre-race ritual or superstitions? No. I have none. None. No. All right, I agree with both of you. Uh, final question. Who, who's going to answer this one first? You have to call Erica it first. Is. Erica's going to answer first. Okay, so Jen has the advantage because she gets to hear Erica's answer. What is the secret? I think... I think keeping it fresh and, you know, mixing it up and trying to not get stuck in the same you know, routine and I mean, the routine is good, but I mean like you, you kind of, you know, mix up a little bit and not, you know, keep it light, keep it fun. Like I always tried not to be, even though I was, you know, I was a serious racer. I always tried not to be too serious about it because it can't be your everything. You have to have a lot of variety in your life. You have to have, you know, different aspects of your life, you know, that you focus on as well. Cause I think that makes you better, overall competitor yeah. keep it fresh keep it fun 
It's funny when I first um, started doing triathlons, I lived in Tucson and my group was very, very serious. And then I moved to Phoenix and I started training with Erica and her group and we would do this like really hardcore workout and then we would literally ride our bikes to teepee and get margaritas. And I'm like, I found my people. It's very different. Um, my answer to that would be to find the joy. Find the joy. Well said, both of you. That was excellent. Thanks, Troy. Good. That was fun. Yeah. Thank you. Really fun. Well, thank you both for joining the podcast today. Again, we're we're just figuring things out here, so I appreciate you guys coming on and taking a flyer. I can't wait to talk to you a year from now after you've just completed next year's Odlo Odio. I'm excited for you to give it a try and I'm curious to see um, who you would choose to do it with. Yeah. I need someone who can tow me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I have my, I know exactly who I would pick. I'm getting Melly. Oh, wow. (laughs) I I will be there. I can't wait to see that. I will literally just crawl on his back and have (laughs) him swim me to shore. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to see that. Melly's my guy. I'm calling him out right now on the podcast. Melly is my guy. Melly is your guy. I I can't wait. Yeah, indeed. Indeed, any parting words that uh, you guys would like to leave our listeners with? or I just want to say how, back to the race, how, how much fun it was. You know, Eric and I have been individual athletes for our entire careers. And to be at a point in our lives where we could separate ourselves from that and really enjoy the day together um, made it that much more special. Mm. That's so cool. I, I, I can't imagine, I'm sure at some point we're going to have to do one with other people, but I, I can't imagine anyone I would have wanted to do one with more than Erica. That's sweet. And you said it perfectly. I agree too. That, I, that was the best part of the day. Just, you know, kind of, it just felt like it was just like a culminating event of all the stuff that we had done, you know, side by, you know, racing against each other and then to come to be together as a team was, was awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's uh that's that's great. And it makes the race sound extremely enjoyable. And I think I will definitely if you guys do it again, um yeah. or whether you do or don't, I guess uh is irrelevant. I'm gonna I will I'm gonna get Mike Melly and I'm gonna go do this damn race with him. He'll never race with me. I'm too slow in the water. But still still he could just pull I'll find you somebody. along. Oh, he yeah. would literally pull I would just like I would just backstroke in his wake. Big boat. Yes. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks again for being on the show. I really do appreciate it. It's been fantastic. It's been good sitting down and talking about racing for once. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, right. All right, so that is the show. Hope you enjoyed it. More people racing more often, having more fun in the process is our mission. Thanks again to Jen and Erica. Uh, Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. We want to hear from you. So leave comments on our socials. We are at Athlinks Across the Board or shoot us an email at podcast at athlinks.com. Share it with friends far and wide. Give us a review if you dig it. And until next time, happy racing, everybody. That was really fun. Thanks. That was really fun. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having us. Good, good that was really fun. Chatting.